0: Okay, we're back. We got um divisional football matchups. I'm going to give you guys my picks. Um we're going to talk about quarterback play, team rankings. I got a new Super Bowl chart meter that I want to a new Super Bowl meter that I want to discuss and talk about that we're going to do. I'm going to rate every playoff team, every remaining playoff team chances to get to the Super Bowl. What I feel about them. Um we got we're going to dig into a lot today. Um bro, so let's go. Let's get it. All minds are clear. Let's go. Okay, so the quote of the day or the saying of the day is going to be quality over quantity. Sometimes it's okay to have a little bit of something, but that little bit of something may be valued more than a bunch of things. So, quanti- quality over quantity. Now, as I mentioned in the preview, on the intro, I mentioned you, you know, I mentioned about the fact that I'm going to have this rating system as far as the Super Bowl and the the remaining teams um, in the playoffs, and it's going to be you know to rate the, these teams how I feel about them and their chances getting to the Super Bowl. Uh, from ten being the absolute highest, of course, I think this. I think you know if if the team is ten, um, you know I think. It's high regard. You know, I think they have a really good shot at making the, uh, making the Super Bowl. And then one being the absolute lowest. So, you you guys get it. You you know, 1 through 10, scale through 1 through 10, 10 being the highest, one being the lowest. You get it. So, let's start in the NFC. Uh, the first team we have is Seattle, the Seahawks. So, with Seattle, they're going up the Lambeau uh, this upcoming this weekend uh, for the divisional matchup against Lam- against the Packers. Uh, I was very high on this this Seattle team, but Seattle, uh as the as the season gone on, they have struggled first their defense has struggled to get to the quarterback. So I think, you know, in these next few rounds, if they if they are lucky enough to get out of the, the divisional round against Green Bay, I think they will struggle a little bit of, to get in the quarterback. They they their 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 pass rush is hit or miss. Pass rush is hit or miss. I don't like their pass rush. Um, now, when I, when, when, the thing that, I like, that that's keeping me on the Seattle bandwagon is Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll. Good, good, good coach, good coach, good coach, good quarterback combination. So, for me, on a scale of 1 through 10, I would say 5 for Seattle. 5. Uh, generous 5. They have a lot of injuries, key injuries, and, in, you know, big spots such as the running back position. Like, if they have a Shaw Penny, um, Chris Carson, they had those guys, I I would like this team a little bit more. They would be a little bit higher on my scale. But with, this, with the amount of injuries that they have at a key position and with their defense practically being hit or miss uh, as far as the pass rush, I feel like you have to have somewhat of a pass rush to, you know, be one of these Super Bowl teams. And they just don't have that. Seattle just don't. They don't create and generate enough pass rush, um, enough, enough dysfunction for opposing quarterbacks. So on my scale, I have Seattle at 5. Next, Green Bay. Uh The Packers. Uh, you know, I've been talking bad. I mean, I'm not bad about the Packers. I mean, I feel like it's the truth. If you look at their schedule... It's somewhat easy. I don't know quite exactly who who Matt Lafleur is. He's not. I'm not gonna say he's a bad coach. He's obviously not a bad coach because he went he he went thirteen and three this year. But I don't know how he ranks and match up with Andy Reid and Pete Curl and Mike Zimmer. I don't know how he I don't know how he matches up with those guys. But as far as the team, the Packers, I would have them at a six. I I would have them at a near six or seven, um, as far as Super Bowl on a scale of one to ten. I would have them at a six or a seven, um. You know they have Aaron Rodgers, even though despite Aaron Rodgers not playing at a very high level this year, uh, he's still a rod, and they have a game at Lambeau this weekend. So they're pretty Aaron Rodgers is pretty good at Lambeau historically, especially in the playoffs. So I don't think that you know there's no surprise there. But defensively, they're able to they're able to get a lot of turnovers, generate a lot of turnovers, which could help. But I don't like their O line. Their the Packers O line is okay, but their defense has definitely buffered up, and they still have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but you know, you'll be surprised. This team is it's fairly different. This team is fairly different. Uh, Aaron Jones is a big portion of what they do. Uh they like Devontae Adams of of obviously. But on my scale, I would say 6 or 7. You know, I'm leaning more towards 7 with the Packers as far as on the scale of 1 to 10 as far as the Super Bowl. Uh I don't I don't like the matchup with the 49ers. I think the 49ers are a little bit too athletic defensively for them. I don't think their O-line can handle the 49ers D-line. So, 7 for me with the Packers. Um next Minnesota Vikings, the Vikings, not a great O-line. I think that's going to actually hurt them this week, uh, this upcoming weekend. I think with them not having a great O-line, the O-line is good, but not great. Uh, Well, it's not even good, obviously. Uh, Honestly, it's okay. Okay offensive line going against a dominant pass rush. They get D4 back uh, in the 49ers D-line. I don't, I don't, I don't like how they match up as far as you know the next, the, as far as these next few games. If they can get, if they can get by with the with their offensive line and their D line, um, I, I just don't like it. I, I don't, I don't, I, don't like, I don't like the matchup. And you know, you would think with Dalvin Cook being so good, Dalvin Cook has only rushed. He's only, he's only had one. He has, he has a hundred yard rushing game since week five. So, you would think, you know, Diamond Cook, with him being just such a great rusher and a great runner of the football, you would think he would experience more success. Well, that's not the case. That is, that is obviously not the case. So, Minnesota, for me, in a scale of 1-5, to five, they're about a 5. They're a 5. Uh, they, and they have Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, you know, he played a big game last week, but he's Kirk Cousins. It's Kirk Cousins. Just because you win one big game, doesn't make you, you know, the ultimate clutch quarterback. No, he's won one big game. Good for Kirk Cousins, but he's always been good on Sunday at one o'clock. It's just in prime time he struggles. So that's my, you know, you know, factor with the Minnesota Vikings. O line not as good as uh, probably perceived, and Kirk Cousins. And I think eventually, I think eventually you will have to, you know, well, this week you're going against a ferocious San Francisco D-line, so don't like that. But at a five. 1 through 5, uh, at 1 through 10, I have them at a five. Uh, the 49ers, last team in the NFC. The 49ers on my scale, they're a nine. Uh, like I, I've been saying this for about a month now. The 49ers, they're one of the, they're one of those teams that feel like playoff teams. Um they, they, they you know, the D-line is back. Uh, they get D4 back so their D so their D line is going to be dominant it's going to be like it's going to be it's going to look similar to what it was like early in the season where it was getting to the quarterback guys getting multiple guys getting sacks getting back there creating ha- creating havoc for the quarterback for the opposing team's quarterback so I like that aspect of their team I came into the season loving that aspect their D line um the linebacking core, Quan Alexander, if they win this week, Quan, I, I, would, I would suspect that Quan Alexander will be back. Quan Alexander will be back. So that, I think that would add some athleticism to an already pretty athletic linebacking core and a defense that can use it. As far as offensively, we know how potent they are when it comes to their ground game. Uh, you know, they they score a lot of points, but they're a power football team. They're a power football team. They, they rely on the running game. They rely on the running game. They rely on the strong line. line. Fullback is a you got star fullback. They got so they got a tandem of running backs back there that they that they love. Two three running backs that they love back there. I love. I, I absolutely love the system that they have in place that Kyle Shanahan has in place with the Forty ers uh, and also the coaching aspect. I like Kyle Shanahan. I, 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 he's a first great offensive mind. So, love that aspect about him. Great defensive personnel, good offensive personnel. Uh, these, this 49ers team have all the tools to win the NFC and potentially win the Super Bowl. So, at a scale of 1 through, one through 10, I have them at a 9. I will have the 49ers at a 9. Uh, so, let's move on to the, the, the AFC. Uh, so, we have Tennessee, the Titans. I think the Titans, for me, they're at a three. They're at a three, um, as far as you know. One, the scale of one to ten, they're at a three. Uh, it's been a good run for the Titans. Um, they're coming off a historically big win for the franchise. It's a big win for the franchise. Uh, you know, beating the Patriots, ending you know this dominant run that they've been on for the for the Titans to come in there and end that. With a former player and Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, and then you know all the storylines surrounding that, it's a big win. It's a big emotional win, and I don't know. Uh, you know, it, I, it's very hard for me to see them winning another game. You know, just like that, it's very hard for me to see that. Um, that would be two big wins in a row, and I, I mean to be quite quite honest. We didn't expect we didn't expect Tennessee to win that game against New England. Um, we you knew, we knew it would be close, but you know Tennessee got out the win. They they closed the win. They closed the game. Good for them. But I don't know if they can get two big time wins two weeks in a row. So I have them this, as far as my Super Bowl meter. I have them at a three. Um, next, the Houston Texans. The Texans. I told you. I, I explained this to you guys earlier this week. I said the Texans. I don't know how they do it I, I I honestly do not know how they do it uh they, they they get out they sometimes most times last week get out coached they uh they allow Deshaun Watson to get sacked seven times he got sacked seven times that's unacceptable um and I, going against Kansas City this week Kansas City pass rush has gotten better so that's that, that might be a problem um with, with, with Houston, they don't have a great all-around team. Their, their, their team is not that good. Um, they have a good playmaker. They have a dynamic playmaker at the quarterback position. And they have a dynamic playmaker at the receiver position. Other than that, JJY Watt, yeah, he's made a difference, but mm, not too big of a difference. Not too big of a difference where he can help the secondary out. He's not going to be able to help the secondary out. So, uh, <laughs> with, this, with, with this Houston thing, they get hot very quickly. They get hot very quickly, and they can, they, they, they ex- they, they can exploit play defenses and get cheap touchdowns over the top. I don't think Kansas City is going to let that happen. Um, but Houston, I, they, just don't, they just don't feel like a Super Bowl team. But they are really dynamic at times, and they can look really good at, at times. But they all too often they get out coached or you know they getting outplayed. Their defense is giving up too many yards or and they just they just waiting on Deshaun Watson to make that big play and eventually he does make it, but you shouldn't need that every time. You know what I'm saying? So I have them at a three. Uh you know, scale of one to ten, I have them at a three. Um next, Kansas City. The Chiefs um Surprisingly, throughout the season, their pass rush has buffered up and gotten better. I I, I said this talking about the NFC. Pass rush, I think it's very important for you to have a pass rush. You have to have mul- you have to have multiple I feel like you have that have multiple guys going after the quarterback so the quarterback doesn't feel comfortable. If you can you if you can make opposing quarterbacks feel, you know, you know a little discomfort I think you win right there as a defense. That's one win for you right there. I think that's one box that you have to check. And the Kansas City Chiefs, they do that. Their front seven, their front, their, their D line has gotten better as the year has progressed. And their defense as a whole has gotten better as, a year, as, the, as the year progressed. So on a scale of one through 10, I would have them at an eight. I have the Chiefs at an eight. Um, Now, whether or not can they generate enough stops to give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes, that's going to be the key key question when they're going against some offenses, maybe like Baltimore or the 49ers. But offensively, we never had a problem. It's just their running game. We, we, We figure out, we ask, can Kansas City run the ball effectively? But offensively, offense... Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid was never the problem. It's always been the defense. Now the defense, especially the front seven, is playing better. This, this, this elevates this team to a whole nother level. And with the potent weapons and offensive personnel that they have on that side of the ball, if their defense comes to play, it should be no reason why the Chiefs does not have a good shot to be playing in the Super Bowl. And then Baltimore. Lastly, Baltimore. Last but certainly not least, Baltimore. Baltimore, really good team. The hottest team in the league. Um, on the scale of one through ten, they're a ten. Uh, they, they do everything. They do everything well. As far as you know, offensively, they can run the ball. They can throw it. They're balanced. They control time of possession. They don't turn the ball over much. Lamar has done it. I mean, with all the things on all the playmaking that playmaking that he's doing, you know, with his legs and his arm and him carrying the ball so many times, he never turned over the ball much. So that's that—that that, first—that's a checkmark. Young quarterback doing a lot of playmaking, not sloppy with the ball and not careless with the ball. Boy, doesn't turn it over. And Baltimore forces turnover defensively. That's all I've been raving about these last few weeks. Defensively, I have liked what they have done defensively with the with the acquisition of Marcus Peters. He is a he's an All Pro type corner, so you can put him on an island with DeAndre Hopkins, you know uh, Ty- Tyreek Hill. You can put him on an island with those guys. And he would survive, and that, and with ultimately, with that being said, and you know, the forty nine, with the fort, the ravens, the ravens defense is able to play much more aggressive than usual. They're able to play much more aggressive than usual because they have good corners: Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith. They have good corners, good elite corners. You can that they, they can man up on, and ultimately that has led to the that is that has led to the Ravens being aggressive defensively, and that has made them better defensively. So I feel like they have all they have all the tools and pieces to get to the Super Bowl. I think if their defense comes to play, Lamar, you know, controls time possession. What they do, what they've been doing, averaging at thirty six points. The Ravens could, they, they, they should very well be playing in the Super Bowl. So that is my scale. That is my 1 to 10 scale meter as far as these last few playoff teams. Uh, as you see, I like, I, I like a, I like a you know, few teams. Uh, don't love some because, you know, they have weaknesses or they have injuries in some key spots. So that is my playoff, you know, my, my, that is my ranking, my Super Bowl ranker. Ranking meter. So without further ado, we'll be back on the next segment. I'm going to talk about franchises and coaching hirings. I'll be back on the next segment. Okay, so, by the way, before before I get into this uh, franchising, the coaching hirings, um, college football players coming up. College football national championship national title game is coming up. I cannot wait for that. Uh, That's going to be a serious game. I'm going to bring you guys some coverage, um, that on on the day of the game. So, tune in for that as well. So, so... We have, uh, you know, coaching hirings, teams. Most of the teams in the NFC's made their coaching hirings. Uh, you know, they've gone with the coaches that they have liked. And, I've, you know, the Cowboys, you know, of, of course, it's the Cowboys. Everybody's going to talk about the Cowboys hiring, who they're hiring, because they have such a talented roster. We have, you know, they underachieved this year. And they went on hire Mike McCarthy. So... My you know, I've been hearing some mix some mix some mixed opinions about the hiring Mike McCarthy. And it's not that Mike, Mahart, Mike McCarthy isn't the, the right guy or isn't the good or isn't good enough for the job. It's just can he change the culture for the Cowboys? And then that ultimately led to me saying, What is a good job? What what like what is what is what is the ideal NFL coaching job. Like, what does a good job look like? Like a lot of people say, oh, this Cowboys team, it's a it's a good job. You know how people say, oh, that cowboy job is a good job. Or the Laker job is a good job. Like, I feel like in football, especially NFL, the job is as good as your as your quarterback. So like, the only, like, the you know, you, you want me to tell, first of all, first of all, do you want me to tell you what's the best job in the NFL? I can tell you what's the best job in the NFL. It's the Stiller job. The Stillers, the Pittsburgh Stiller job, head coaching job, is the best job in the NFL. It's the best, it's the best head coaching job in the NFL. The Steelers historically first ownership values their coaches. Ownership do not fire their coaches. I can literally count on my fingers how many coaches the Steelers have had in franchise history. I can count on my fingers. I can tell you the amount of coaches they have had since I've been living. Two Bill Coward, Mike Tomlin. Bill Coward and Mike Tomlin. Those are the two coaches that the Steelers have had since I've been living. Two. And Bill Coward, he stepped away from the game. And the Steelers brought in Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin has missed the playoffs two times in a row. But, you know, he's had injuries and stuff. You know, we all get it. He, but he had a great year of coaching. But the point is, he, for the playoffs, he missed the playoffs two times in a row. And he's still there. And there's no talks about firing him. Of course they're not going to fire him. But the Stiller job is the absolute best job in the NFL as far as head coaching job. The Stillers always draft well. The Stillers are always... And they're always willing to spend money in free agency, so they're not they're not frugal with their money. They're not tight, you know. As Jerry would say, he they they, they don't catch hand cramps while 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 writing checks. The Steelers don't catch hand cramps cramps but while writing checks. So they, they they don't fire their coach. They have man they have good and stable ownership. They draft well. The Steelers the Stillers do a very good job at drafting, drafting, scouting, and developing their players. They're, they're not frugal. They're not real frugal in free agency. They are, they are, they are willing to spend money to get good and on fire their coaches. The Stillers, that's the absolute best job. Great fan base. Scouts, they they, they 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 scout, they scout very well. They draft very well. Stable, good ownership. Distillers is the absolute best job in the NFL. It's the best job in the NFL. I, I mean, and it's not even close. Some people say, "Oh, it, uh, what about New England? New England." This, they're just... Really? New England's a good... Really? Without Brady, we don't know who New England is. Like... The Patriots, come on. I mean, you know, it, it's been a good franchise for the last... Since Brady has arrived. Before Brady, the Patriots were a laughing stock. People. People are like, oh, what about the Packers? The Packers have no owners... They, first, the Packers have no owner... And the Packers historically have been very they they don't they don't spend money in the free agency. The Packers do not spend money in free agency. So what's your point? Oh, what about what what about What about the Cowboys? Really? Have you seen them these last 25 years? So when you say, oh, that's a good job, the only good job or the the best job in the NFL as far as a head coach is the Steelers' job. Because they do essentially everything right. Pay well. They don't fire coaches. Good ownership. They draft well. They scout well. They develop their players well. Great fan base. And this goes back to my point that I've been making these last two weeks. or these, this, these last, this whole season. When I've been talking about quarterbacks. The, 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 your, your quarterback, your, as good as your quarterback is, that is as good as the job is. If your quarterback isn't a franchise guy, the job isn't good. In the Cowboys job in Mike McCarthy's case, Dak, we gotta ask, what's Dak's ceiling? Um, you know, with with Mike McCarthy, with the offensive talent and the offensive personnel that the Cowboys have, um, you know, assuming that they attain it, you know, retain that they, that, that you know they've retained Amari Cooper and Dak, with all the weapons that they have, as far as uh Zeke. And that old line and Gallup and Mari Cooper, X's and O's wise, it's never be a problem for them. I think they're gonna they're obviously gonna get better X's and O's wise because they have a better coach. But I don't like what people say. Oh, that's a good job. It's only a good job if the quarterback is good. It's on. That's not. Uh, that's the only a good job if the quarterback is good. Of course, the Kansas City job is good. Yeah, yeah, Kansas City job is good. You have Patrick Mahomes there. You have Patrick Mahomes. If 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 Andy Reid was to step down and step away from the game, if he was if he was to step away from Kansas City Chiefs and coaching, the Kansas City the Kansas City Chiefs would be a really good job. Not because of the ownership and the no, it's because they had Patrick Mahomes. You are people probably like oh, what about the Broncos? The Broncos have a pretty good organization. The Broncos first can't find the right they they can't find the quarterback. They can't seem to figure that thing out. The last few years they've been running through coaches. Elway has been trouble. Has been like I said, Elway has have had trouble finding the right quarterback. Unless none the Broncos made it to the playoffs, you know, people that you know they probably they people are probably screaming at me like, "Oh, the the we do have a good franchise." No, you don't. No, you don't. Oh, that, uh, our team is a good job. No, it is not. No, it is not. The only job that is good, like, that is like always going to be good, that, that, the only job that's always been good, in my eyes, is the stiller job. That's the only great job in the NFL. That's the best job in the NFL. The stillers. Because, essentially, their front office does everything right, and they don't fire you. The Patriots job, is on, it was only a good job when Brady arrived. Before the Patriots, before Brady, before Brady got there, who in the hell was talking about the Patriots? Who was talking about the Patriots before Brady got there? My bad. Nobody. So it's only a good job as long as the quarterback is good. It's as good as the quarterback. That's how good the job is. And I think honestly, you know, you know, I, I talked about Dak earlier this week and some other quarterbacks early this week, and how we properly rate these quarterbacks. I think Dak is good. Um, I like Dak very much. I think he. I think. I think he. Uh, he can. He can lead this team, but is he the guy that's you know you 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 put the show? No, he's not that guy. He's obviously not that guy. He needs a supporting cast. He needs a supporting cast. He's obviously not that guy. But he has a great supporting cast around him with a good offensive-minded head coach. So yes, the Cowboy job, Mike McCarthy, he's going to have success and he's going to be just fine. He's going to be just fine. Trust me. No worries here. Okay, so I'm back with my game picks. Um, (laughs) Last weekend was not a good prediction week for me. uh, I I think that was like my all-time low. That was my all-time low. you talking about ceiling. I had a ceiling last week with my predictions. But the games were good. The games were good. I was pleased. Um, It was one of the best wildcard weekends I ever saw. Uh, Like I said, divisional weekend, uh, divisional matchups, these matchups are good. So first game on the docket. Can't Houston goes to Kansas City. Um, I, you know, I think this game with Houston, I guess I already discussed it these last, you know, the, the last segment and these last few episodes. Houston, I know how they play. Houston, you, they come out slow. They often get out coached. And I think they get out coached again this week because um, they're going against Andy Reid. And Andy Reid is one of the best coaches. NFL history coming off a bye. his record he has a he has a great winning percentage coming off a buy, um, either regular season or postseason. So I think I think they're gonna get outcoached again this week. Uh, like I said, also I already mentioned, Kansas City's front seven defensive line has gotten better as the year has transpired. Frank Clark. Eight eight and a half sacks. He missed some games. Kenny Clark. He, he uh, re- Chris Jones. Sorry, Chris Jones. Re- two good interior guys. Two good guys. Two dominant elite pass rushers that play on that front seven and that whole entire defense as a whole has gotten better. I do, I still do. I, I still think Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins still find a way to score some points. But I think on the other side of the ball. Houston, defensively, I think they would struggle. Houston, I mean, Kansas City is healthy uh, for the most part. Um, Mahomes, I think he's going to be able to, I think he's going to have a field day with these guys. I, I have I have a score of 34 to 23, 34-23. I think, I think Kansas City and he, Mahomes offensively will be able to find a groove early against a uh, media, against a uh, Somewhat of a below mediocre, below average defense, especially in that secondary. I think uh, Mahomes will be able to fill some voids and take advantage of some of some mismatches that that was there that Josh Allen couldn't. I think you know, obviously Mahomes is the better quarterback of you know than jo- Josh Allen. I think Josh. I think Mahomes will take advantage and nitpick at those weaknesses. In that secondary, and I think ultimately, Kansas City, in, you know somewhat, somewhere in the second half, will start to break away, and I think they'll win by 11. 34-23, Kansas City. Um, Sam, Minnesota goes to San Francisco. Minnesota's coming off a, 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 coming off an emotional win against the Saints. Uh, took a lot of emotion, took a lot of play, a lot of hard. Work a lot, a lot to go down in that dome and beat the Saints, um, outplay the Saints for three and a half hours. Uh, don't do. I don't love Minnesota's O line. Dalvin Cook is averaging about three and a half yards per carry. Um, so don't love that necessarily. And the 49ers front seven, first their their, their D line, uh, you know, with D Ford, is healthy. D-4 is back. So I think that D-line is going to get back to the pass rush, the dominant pass rush, and the dominance that we saw early on in the season. Um, also, 49ers, their, their division opponents have played them tough. But their division opponents have seen them multiple times. I wonder, I wonder with the Minnesota Vikings only with with this being the first time them playing the the, the 49ers will they be shell shocked of the pass rush i i, I think they will and cause the pass rush is finally healthy it's been it's been banged up nicked up for these last few weeks but i think the 49ers get back on track i think they come out guns blazing i think Minnesota will try to stick in this game for a little bit but i think the 49ers will grow apart, I think they'll make a couple more plays, a couple more big plays on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, to get the win, ultimately, so I'm going to go with the final score being 28-20, 28-20, 49ers, on to Tennessee, goes to Baltimore, I have Baltimore winning, Baltimore, um, good, good team, Really good team. Uh, first, defense I always talk. I already talked about how good they were defensively. But to throw a, a, a stat, since the acqu- since the acquisition at Mark with Marcus Peters at the cornerback position, and with Jimmy Smith getting healthy, they have been number one in points in as far as defense. Number one defense in points. So I like I, I like that stat. Um, Like I said, they've been able to generate turnovers. And with them being healthy and really good at the DB position, that has allowed them to play much more aggressive like they want to. And that has led to them and to their defense becoming an elite group. And they can pick, we can put guys on certain guys. They can put a Marcus Peters on A.J. Brown if they need to. They can put Marlon Humphrey on Corey Davis the man up, and then that allows that front seven and that linebacking core to play aggressive up front in the line of scrimmage, which they will be able to do, uh, or will they should they will they have, they're gonna have to, um, to stop Derrick Henry. I think with the Tennessee Titans relying on Derrick Henry so much these last few weeks, um, you know, 30 35 carries, I, I think. Tennessee offense won't be able to keep up with the potent offense of Baltimore's. Um, So I have Baltimore winning 34-20. When I first looked at the spread, it was 10.5. I was like, "Uh, oh, 10.5 might be a little too high. But I'm going to take the points and some more. Uh, Tennessee's similar to Minnesota. Coming off of an emotional win against New England, going into Foxborough, pretty much dominating and controlling that game. I think Baltimore will control this game and control time possession. And I don't think the Titans will be able to score enough points and generate enough stops to keep up with Baltimore. I have Baltimore winning final score 34 20. Um, and then for the last and final game, Seattle goes to visit Lambeau, the Packers at Lambeau. Um, I, I, I really love Russell Wilson. I love Pete Curl. I love Seattle. I think they're dealing with too many injuries to overcome, um, and their defense, quite frankly, isn't good enough. Isn't um, their defense is not how do I put it, Their defense is not consistent enough, um, and as the pass rush is hit or miss. As I already mentioned, their pass rush is hit or missed. Um, so I'm. I'm anxious to lean towards going with the Packers. I'm going to pick the Packers. I'm going to pick the Packers to win this game. I'm going to pick the Packers to win this game. I think it's going be a very close one. And historically, Russell Wilson has not played well at all at Lambeau. He has not played well at all at Lambeau. Um, he has like a, a 60 QBR up there, so I'm gonna take Green Bay to win this game, 27-23. But I still have my questions about Green Bay offensively, um, with them being a little bit offensively challenged, um, with only having one guy that Aaron Thur- Rodgers really trusts in Aaron Jones. So I still worry about that, but I think they do sneak out with the win. Um, I don't think Seattle defense is gonna get the critical stop that they need. So I'm gonna go with the with the Packers to win 27, 23 over the Seattle Seahawks. Those are my predictions. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't wanna, I didn't wanna hold you guys any much longer. Um, you know these last these last few episodes have been hour long episodes. I've been giving you guys a lot of content. I just want to thank you guys for keep listening, keep clicking. Um, remember, two choices, one decision. You guys could have been anywhere else could have been doing anything else, listening to anything else, listening to anybody. You guys came here, chose me to listen to me and what my takes, my takes and my opinions on these sport topics. So thank you guys. Two choices, one decision. I'm out. Peace. Adios, amigos. Enjoy those games. I'll certainly be watching. Make sure you stay tuned. We'll be back.